When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of Bookmarked is brought to you by Libro FM. Get two books for the price of one with your first month of membership using the code BOOKSTACKED. Again, use promo code BOOKSTACKED when you start your membership at Libro.fm. Or check the show notes for a quick link to get started. Offer only valid for new members in the US and Canada. everyone, my name is Chelsea, and welcome to the Bookmark Podcast. Today, I'm here with Michael. Hello. Spencer. Hi, everyone. And Saul. Hey. And today, we're going to be talking about audiobooks, how we see them in our own reading lives, how we think they might be utilized, and we might even squeeze in some recommendations for you. So, let's get started. So, Michael, I wanted to start with you. The inspiration for doing this podcast is you actually wrote a really fantastic article all about audiobooks. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit more about how you chose that topic and what you learned in writing that article. Yeah, so earlier in the summer, I was listening to Turtles All the Way Down by John Green on audiobook, which is probably my favourite John Green book, if I'm honest. And it kind of got me thinking that I've both read every John Green book as a physical book. I've now also listened to almost every John Green book as an audiobook. And it kind of got me thinking about my relationship with audiobooks, because over the last few years I've tried to read a lot of audiobooks. Then sometimes I feel myself not not following along with them, but I can sometimes get distracted. And if I'm listening to a book, I'll find myself not really paying attention to it. I wanted to kind of think more about that and think more about the history just of audiobooks in general, because I know that there can be a big conversation about people who don't classify audiobooks as, like, really reading. If you say you've read an audiobook, some people say, oh, no, you've listened to an audiobook. You haven't, you haven't actually read that book until you've read it. And in the writing of that article, that got me thinking a lot about the accessibility of audiobooks. I think that kind of gatekeeping, saying that, listening to audiobooks isn't really reading is it's just a hugely detrimental conversation to begin with but it's also quite offensive to the notion that you know there are some people that can't physically read a book visually impaired people for example dyslexic people it's hugely against the concept of reading to gatekeep it to just physical books and just in that got me thinking a lot about the history there's a fascinating history of audiobooks that i didn't know about for example audiobooks really began just as record players, which could play 15 minutes of content. I just think audiobooks are a fascinating part of the literary world. It kind of gets overlooked a lot, but yeah, I think audiobooks are brilliant. Absolutely, and I really love the word you used of gatekeeping. And I feel like this is a conversation we have a lot of in Bookstacked and, and on this podcast, 
because for some reason the literary community, or really any community of people with multiple perspectives or ideas, loves to put these sort of rules or, or restrictions in what is and isn't considered a part of it or what does and doesn't quote-unquote count. And I think audiobooks are a great example of that. I completely agree with you. I think audiobooks are just as valid as reading a book. And I do think sometimes the conversation around them can get kind of toxic about like, you have to read a book, period. And it's like, no, there are a lot of ways to enjoy a story. There are a lot of ways to get the content. And I also think audiobooks provide something different, which is something else I think you touched on in the article, too, of you're having someone perform the book rather than just simply read the words. And so sometimes you can get a little bit more of, especially audiobooks, I think, read by either really good voice actors or even read by the author themselves, you get a little bit more of what the author was maybe going for or what the character is really feeling in that moment because you can hear it in their voice rather than just hearing it in the voice that's in your head. And so I completely agree, and and I was really happy to read that article and see because it's something that I always kind of thought was like, I don't know if I should tell people how many audiobooks I listen to, but then reading articles, I was like, no, you're right. Audiobooks are great, and everyone should be just as excited about them as they, they get about their favorite book. Spencer, what about you? What's your relationship with audiobooks? I generally listen to audiobooks when I just want to have something on in the background. And so it's a way for me to revisit some of my favorite books where I don't feel like I have to pay attention to every word. Or it's also a way for me to sometimes get at those series where I've heard a lot about them. I intend to read them, but, you know, they're really long and I just don't think I'm ever really going to do it. So, for example, one of the most recent audiobooks I've been listening to is the Lord of the Rings audiobooks. Just because, of course, I've seen those movies, I'm already familiar with the stories, with the characters. And basically, since the time I was, you know, eight years old, I've been telling myself I'm going to read them. But I haven't found the time in the last 20 years of my life to sit down and actually read them. So I don't know that I actually ever am. So I decided to just put on the audiobooks so that they can just play in the background while I'm doing the dishes or I'm building a Lego set or going for a walk or whatever it is I like to do. That way it's just, yeah, I get the chance to kind of understand a little bit more of what these books are about without having to dedicate the dozens of hours to them. I know that might make some Lord of the Rings purists cringe, but at the same time, it's a way for me to get more familiar with that book series and read it as I'm just not somebody who tends to honestly enjoy sitting down and reading a massive long book series these days. Yeah, I think what you touched there is really great too about how different kinds of books can lend themselves to audiobooks. I'm definitely someone who there are certain types of books I always sort of steer more towards audiobooks. And actually, Lord of the Rings is exactly my example for almost exactly the same reason. I remember I got the book from the library and I was holding this brick in my hand and I was like, I am not going to sit and read this. It is not going to happen. I'm sorry to everyone that that breaks their heart, but it's just not. And so audiobooks do. They give you that opportunity. I think something else you said, too, that was really great, and Michael, you mentioned this, too, in your article, about listening to books that you've already read as a way to revisit that story or to hear it differently or just to have something comforting around you. I think audiobooks can be great for that as well. It's kind of like rewatching your old favorite movie or binging a TV series you used to love. It's an easy way to get back into that story. So how about you? What do you feel about audiobooks? I have so many things to say. I guess we can start with The Lord of the Rings. I've only consumed Lord of the Rings through audiobook. I've never actually sat down and read the actual books themselves. It was probably about 10 years ago, there was a fan named Phil Dragash. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. 
he recorded his own audiobooks of The Lord of the Rings. He read all three books, and he does voices. He does an amazing job. He's really good at imitating the voices of the actors in the movies. And then he took his narration, and he added sound effects, and he added the soundtrack from the films to it. And this is a completely immersive experience. It is, without doubt, one of the most incredible storytelling experiences I've ever had in my entire life. Listening to those books, the way he narrates them, with the battle cries and with the footsteps as they're walking through the woods, or hearing the horses gallop alongside the river, it's so incredibly immersive. And for me, that was really when I went from just somebody who loved the films, and I really did love the films, I think, they are some of the greatest movies ever. There's a reason why Return of the King won so many Oscars. But I went from a very happy, casual movie fan to like, oh, I really appreciate Tolkien's world after I listened to those books and after I listened to this particular person's rendition of Lord of the Rings. And just other than that, Michael kind of touched a little bit on the history of audiobooks. I feel like audiobooks kind of go back to the roots of books themselves or storytelling. I mean, before there was the written word, stories were told orally. And eventually somebody thought to write it down. It would make it easier to spread the story and to share the story. It made it more accessible to people. The written word changed the world, like the Gutenberg Press. And even before then, just the invention of language and letters, they helped convey these stories. But before that, it was all told orally, sometimes improvised. When you look at audiobooks now, kind of like going back to those roots in a way. And it's like you said, they are a performance. Because of that, I think there are like pros and cons. There is such a thing as a bad audiobook narration. <laughs> I've definitely heard them. And that really can put a damper on a book if you don't have a good narrator. But when you do have a good narrator, the whole experience changes. Whenever you've got a narrator who knows how to do the voices or who can really make the characters come to life, it really adds like an extra depth to the book and the world. I would probably say, if I look back over the last decade, the majority of the books that I've consumed have been through audiobooks. So if listening to a book doesn't count as reading, I don't know, maybe we need to like rebrand book stacked as audiobook stacked because that's been the way I've mostly consumed books. For sure, I'm a huge, massive fan of audiobooks and a big advocate of them. I feel like this is a very validating conversation for me because I did think audiobooks for a little while were my secret shame, and now everyone's like, no, it's fine. Audiobooks are totally reading. I'm like, ha-ha. But no, I totally agree. I also really love the opportunity in audiobooks, especially in split narrative books, when you have multiple people telling the story. I love when the actors change, too, because I feel like that gives you a really different vibe that you don't necessarily get. I can't tell you how many times I've read a book where, like, there are a couple different perspectives, and I forget whose perspective I'm reading in the moment. I'm like, wait, who's the I this time? And I think audiobooks are great because you instantly recognize the voice. And I do think when there is a little more production value, that can be a really fun part of audiobooks, too, when you get sound. I think it was the Dune audiobooks include some music in them as they transition from chapter to chapter, and that was a really fun element of, again, another big fantasy that I don't know I would have sat down and read, but was really fun in audiobook form. I just purchased Dune's audiobook yesterday, so I'm hoping to start it this weekend. I wanted to say, though, I personally, I don't like it when the narrators change too much. Like, they have a different actor. I would prefer a single actor doing different voices. For me, it's very jarring, but I can totally see how, especially if you're going to jump back in, it helps you understand whose head you're in. 
if you're hearing the different voice actor. But for me, that's always been like one of the jarring things about audiobooks. If I had to point to one of the things that frustrated me a little bit. But I have heard audiobooks. I think there's a His Dark Materials audiobook out there where they have an entire cast. But rather than like the narrators changing, they have a single narrator. And then the new cast comes in for the dialogue, which is really interesting. On that point about the different narrators and stuff, I actually listened a year or two ago. There was a Star Wars audiobook that came out, like a brand new format, where it's a full cast and it has massive production values. But originally it was only an audiobook because there was no prose in it. It was just entirely dialogue. So it was just listening to like a play. And I thought that was a really interesting experiment, a different way to do an audiobook and tell a story where it was just voice actors acting out the dialogue. Yeah, and I think there's an interesting trend, too, with audiobooks. I've seen it a bit in YA, especially big-name actors, as opposed to your sort of more traditional audiobook. There are people who are professional audiobook readers, and there are some really fantastic ones. But they'll get somebody who's more of like a movie or a television actor to read a book. I think the one that I specifically remember is Mae Whitman, I believe, reads City of Bones from the Shadowhunters universe. And I remember seeing that and thinking, huh. And then sort of as I kept going, I saw more and more actors reading books. I do think it's a different skill being able to read an audiobook versus perform in a movie or a TV show. And like you said, Saul, that ability to voice multiple characters or change your voice in that way is something that takes time. And so I generally get a little more excited when I see that it's someone who's like done a bunch of audiobooks rather than maybe an actor's name who I know. Also, it sometimes distracts me a little bit when I'm like, hey, that's that's Katara reading Clary. What's happening? But yeah, I was wondering what you guys think about that or if you've noticed any either really good audiobook performances or if there have been any that have been distracting based on the, the voices. Yeah, one of my favorite examples of that was the Ready Player One audiobooks I listened to. The further away I get from having listened to that, I'm pretty indifferent to the book, but I always remember that Will Wheaton narrated it from Star Trek. And one of my favourite parts of that is that there's a reference in Ready Player One to Will Wheaton, so he's narrating someone talking about him quite highly. So I thought that was that was really interesting. You mentioned the Shadowhunters. I know that they've done a lot of short story novellas. They had, like, I think Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones that goes narrating Shadowhunters books eventually. And I think that is when it gets to a stage of you're just plucking big names through your audiobook. But, I mean... They're actors quite famously good at portraying characters and telling stories. So I don't really mind that as much. I think it's quite interesting. Definitely. I do think there's a bit of a publicity stunt element to it, for sure. When they match it up correctly, it can be a lot of fun. But something else I also love about audiobooks, and I'm curious if you guys also have this, is there are certain books... Like, I was never a really big nonfiction reader. I just didn't find it as sort of engaging as reading fiction, and so I didn't sit down with a lot of nonfiction books. And then when I discovered, especially getting audiobooks from the library, and I found out how easy that was, which to anyone who's going, I'd love to read audiobooks, but they're expensive, check out your library. There's probably an app that you can use to download audiobooks straight onto your phone. There are a ton of different options, and most libraries have a great way to do that. So definitely check that out if you're listening to this and thinking, man, I'd love to try audiobooks, but I don't know how. The library is always a great first step. But I started listening to nonfiction, and suddenly I was able to read nonfiction because I was listening to it rather than reading it. 
especially, like I mentioned, I love when it's the author reading the book. So things like memoirs became one of my favorite things to listen to. And I've now read a lot more memoirs than I ever have simply because audiobooks are an option and they make it easier. And I think there's something nice, both in terms of accessibility, like you were saying, Michael, people who maybe are visually impaired and can't read books or someone with a learning disability that makes it more difficult to read a book, but also just if there are certain types of books that you feel like aren't for you or that you can't get into, checking those out through audiobooks as well. Do any of you guys have similar experiences with that? Are there other types of books that you find audiobooks more engaging? Yeah, I can give my two recommendations I was thinking of for this podcast that actually kind of fit into what you were talking about. The first is you mentioned memoir, and I recently listened to All Boys Aren't Blue by George M. Johnson. So it is memoir, and he narrates it himself. And so I found that experience just to be, I mean, really personal as he tells his own stories from his childhood and growing up and discovering different things about his gender and his sexuality and fitting that into his family and school. So I found that to just be like a deeply personal listen. It felt like I was sitting in the room with someone as they shared their life story with you. And then another audiobook that I recently listened to that I really liked is The Poet X by Elizabeth Acevedo. She narrates that book herself. And so listening to audiobooks that are books in verse, I found are really cool. One, because they're short, which is a real pleasure. So you can listen to this book. It, it was like three hours long. And because it's poetry and she reads it herself, again, really personal and really like emotional read. It was almost like a performance of her poetry, the way that she read this novel in verse. And so I also found that one to be just really, really enjoyable and just really captivating, having her really put the emotion behind the words that she had written. That's a great recommendation. And I absolutely love Clap When You Land, her second book. And so Poet X has been on my list forever, but I'm actually probably now going to get it as an audiobook because that sounds fantastic. And I agree. I think sometimes books in verse can be a little intimidating to people because it feels like it's going to be a little maybe more work or that you might not totally understand. I know those are fears that I sometimes have with those kind of books. So I think audiobooks are another way to get into those and hear the way the words are meant to come together in the verse. If you're worried that you're not going to get that from reading the book alone, I think that's that's fantastic. You know, obviously I love audiobooks and everything. We're having this great conversation. But I do want to say, too, I do think there is value in reading the actual written word, especially for me, at least, as somebody who's trying to, like, be better at writing and the craft of writing, I really do think there is something a little bit lost when I'm not actually looking at the way the sentence is composed and noticing visually the short sentences versus the long sentences and just kind of learning how the rhythm is created through, like, punctuation rather than actually hearing it. That's not to say don't listen to audiobooks, obviously, but sometimes, too, I find it important, at least for me, as somebody who's trying to get better at writing, to actually sit down and read a physical copy of a book so that way I can sort of internalize and learn from other writers. But also something that I like to do every once in a while as well is read the actual book, like have it open while listening to the narrator as well, because then you get a little bit of both. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I think you're absolutely right. I think the conversation that we're having now about how audiobooks are a completely valid way to ingest literature is really important, but I also think it's important to mention that reading books is important as well. We shouldn't be totally giving up on sitting and reading a good book. One thing about audiobooks that can be a little bit frustrating is that it is so easy to be doing something else while you're listening to one. 
when you're sitting and reading a book, it's really hard to sit and read a book and also scroll through your phone or also be out for a walk or also do the dishes or laundry or whatever it is you're doing. You kind of have to take a pause from the book to do the other thing. Whereas with audiobooks, the beauty of them is that you can do the other things that you're doing while listening to them. But at the same time, there's a flip side to that coin where you're not as maybe engaged as you would be if you were sitting and reading it. There's something to be said for giving all your attention to the story rather than trying to multitask. That being said, I remember one of my favorite books, Song of Achilles, I listened to via audiobook. And I remember just sitting in my dark room, letting that book wash over me. And it felt just as immersive as any reading experience. But there's something to be said for both. There's an importance of a mix of both. It's finding the balance that's right for you and finding the balance that works for the type of book you like or the type of activity that helps you relax or teaches you the things you're looking to learn. And I think advocating for both of those is is really important. I think you nailed it on the head. There are pros and cons to both. And it's just kind of up to you to sort of figure out what works best for you and what genres you're going to respond best to or also what activities you can or can't do while you're listening to an audiobook. Because there are definitely some things I know I can't scroll through social media while I'm listening to an audiobook because I'm reading messages and then I'm missing what the narrator is saying. So just kind of like knowing what those are so it can be the most productive use of your time. Yeah, on your point, Chelsea, about the multitasking, I primarily listen to audiobooks while I'm at work because I have a kind of mindless job where I'm allowed to have earphones in and I can just listen to what I want. But it sometimes can get where I'm still not really entirely focusing on the book. And I think that's why I've occasionally struggled to get into new books that I haven't already read. And that's where I think, having read a physical book already, that's where like audiobooks can complement physical books. And I know that that's kind of a privileged viewpoint to come from because a lot of people probably can't afford to buy the actual book and the audiobook. But like for me, when I'm listening to a book that I've already read and I've already loved listening to it, made me pick up a lot more on the underlying themes and like seeing more what was happening and that's why i think like if you're trying to get into them maybe try a book that you already love because you'll be able to find something new to love in a book that you already love and i think that's something that audiobooks are brilliant for yeah no i love that piece of advice and it's making me think of books i might want to try again i always think about books that i read maybe in like middle school or high school or like early high school that maybe I wasn't totally ready for yet, books that were like assigned to me, that it might be interesting to reread those books, but maybe audiobook might be the way to go. So I want to wrap things up a little bit and see if any of you guys have any recommendations for our listeners, if they are getting into audiobooks or if they have listened to this episode and thought, hmm, maybe I should try those. If you have any five-star audiobooks that you are a big fan of. I can shout out the audiobook I just finished yesterday, which was Troy by Stephen Fry. He did his own telling of the Trojan War. So he wrote the book himself, but he also narrated it. And of course, if you listen to Stephen Fry, he does an amazing job with all the voices. He's a very animated narrator, and it really came to life. He gave the characters such personality I feel like he added personality to them in a way that wasn't present when I read the Iliad in high school. And so it was really neat to hear his take on the Trojan War and also just hear him bring those characters to life. Honestly, you sort of get this sense that he's having a really good time. I definitely highly recommend that one. Another one that I really enjoyed was Children of Blood and Bone by Tomi Adeyemi. 
I thought that was a really well done audiobook and even just you can kind of get like a good true authentic sense of that world because the narrator has that Nigerian accent that I feel like if I were reading the story just off the page I would probably fill it, the characters in with American accents you know like the default voice in my head but she really made it a lot more authentic and so it was really neat to to hear her take on it and then I really liked the way the Mistborn books were done Mistborn by Brandon Sanderson the narrator who does those books he is my ideal narrator where there aren't multiple narrators but he's just really talented and he's able to create his own voices for each individual character and I remember listening to them a few years ago and it was awesome to be able to kind of have that epic story come to life in my head. Yeah, funnily, I was also going to recommend Brandon Sanderson. This is kind of contrary to my earlier point about reading new books that I haven't read, but like I read Elantris and Warbreaker as audiobooks. That was my first introduction to Brandon Sanderson, and I thought they were excellent. Um, and just to keep harking on about it, but I still think that Turtles All the Way Down audiobook was phenomenal, like all the John Green books are. Uh, Kate Rudd narrated most of the, the recent ones and I think like she breathes such a new perspective and new life into the characters and the narrators so I, I will always recommend those. Saul, I love what you said too. I feel the same way about accents especially because there can be a bias sometimes in the publishing world towards American stories and the default can sometimes be American accent or American stories in a way that's not always helpful and doesn't always show the world as it is or as it should be. And so I think audiobooks are a great way not only to listen to new books and different books, but to also hear different voices in your head. Give the story something other than the default version of the way that you read. For me, though, I was saying that memoirs are the type of books that I really love with audiobooks. It's an older book, but Anna Kendrick's Scrappy Little Nobody Still one of my absolute favorite all-time audiobooks. She is hilarious and so much fun, and she just has a really great sense of humor, and it just comes through so well as she reads the book. And another type of book that I've been getting into recently, and specifically through audiobooks, are more thriller books. I think they can be really fun with audiobooks because they move really quickly, and there's some big question or big mystery you're trying to get to. And I've had more than one occasion where I've gotten to that moment when I'm, like, out in public going on a walk or something, and I have to, like, stop, and I probably look like I'm learning some really scary information. I don't know what people walking by me think, but I'm like, who killed who? What's happening? So that's been a lot of fun. One I read, or I listened to recently, Tiffany D. Jackson's Grown, which is a fantastic story and a fantastic book. She's absolutely incredible author, writes some really amazing thrillers. But this one was really, really great and was such a great audiobook listen. I really enjoyed it and would, would definitely very highly recommend it. And I'm happy to repeat my recommendations. Uh, they were All Boys Aren't Blue by George M. Johnson and The Poet X by Elizabeth Acevedo. So again, what I'm hearing, which is great from everyone, is if you've tried audiobooks before and you thought maybe they weren't for you, maybe you just need to try something different, whether it's epic fantasy or a book you've already read before or a thriller, or in this case I'm offering up, try a memoir or try a, a book written in verse. I think there really is an audiobook out there for everyone. So I hope from all these recommendations that our listeners can find something new to try if they've tried the audiobooks before and said, uh, I don't know if it's for me. I think it is. You just have to find the right one. I think that is the perfect place to wrap it up. Thank you so much. Do you guys want to let the listeners know where they can find you on the social media? You can get me on just Instagram at the Michael Burns. 
Um, I'll plug my Instagram as well because I've recently put out some video recommendations. So since I'm throwing myself out there, I'll, I'll invite you to come follow me at uh, YA Canada Books. Spencer does a great job too with his Instagram. For myself, you can find me on Twitter at Saulmark. That's S-A-U-L-M-A-R-Q. And you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Plucky Bookmark. Thanks to all of you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. We are at BookmarkedYA. You can also follow Bookstacked on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you liked the show, don't forget to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. I hope you all enjoyed this show and will go check out an audiobook soon. Until next time, we will see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.